G'day punters and welcome back to another edition of Two Blokes and a Punt with myself, Lucky McDonald and the big dildo, Dylan Hall. How are you, brother? Doing well. Uh, finally have got rid of all the mud from all the cracks and crevices that I've got. Um, so it's good to be finally 100% clean. Um, well, maybe not 100% clean, but pretty much clean. Yeah, look, uh, I hear that mud's good for you. You can get the mud out of some of your cracks. Yeah, it, um, I think the old soak uh, the other day happened, helped sort of loosen it all up and get rid of it. So it's um, yeah. now just trying to stave off sort of the, uh, well, I was going to say the, the Splendor cough, but it's not Splendor cough. I, I can't think of something that rhymes with Splendor. In sickness, so but there's just a sickness that's going to come. I can feel it. So, but that's all right. You win some, yeah. you lose some. Yeah, I was actually listening to another podcast uh, today, and those boys were at Splendor as well, and they said it's like um, all 500 variants of COVID that haven't been discovered is what came down at Splendor. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. I reckon that's about what's about to hit. So that's all right. Luckily, all I've got this weekend is golf, and that's it. So should be all right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to kick it off this week. Um, love it. In a well, you probably might not love it. It's a it's a bit of a sad thing that I want to talk about. Uh, yeah. And um, where you going? Yeah. So I woke up to some very very sad news on Monday morning. Uh, if I've got my days right, um, that the absolute legend, who is Bill Russell. Uh, happened to pass away um, at the age of 88. Yeah, um, look, very, very sad day, not just for uh, basketball fans, but for um, a lot of America, I believe. Um, You know, Bill Russell was a legend on the court, but I believe his status was a lot bigger off the court as well. Yeah, and that's what I sort of wanted to touch on today. Um, you know, his on-court sort of accomplishments were massive. Um, you know, he had 11 championships in 13 years at, um, at Boston. He won five MVPs, um, bunch of, you know, all-stars and all that type of stuff. Um, when you think about it, it's absolutely incredible. Um, yeah. Oh, hang on, I'll just clicked on the wrong thing there that I wanted. I didn't want that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, but it sort of drew me back to our conversation last week here. You sort of made the mention that politics and sport shouldn't go together. Um, and it made me think a bit this bit, man, because as you said, he was pretty, he was a legend on the court, but I think what really makes him stand out from a lot of other people was what he did off the court and um, what he did for, uh, I was going to say black rights, but sort of just human rights in general um, yeah. in America, um, was pretty sensational, to be honest. Um, you know, playing in the 50s and the 60s, which sort of was sort of not, probably not the height of racism in America, but there was a lot of racism happening. Um in, in America and 
you know, for such a high-profile sportsman to speak about um, issues that were concerning him and his community, um, I think it was pretty brave of him to be able to do that. Uh, yeah, I, I'm... I read. I've been reading a little bit more about him, and to be honest, I probably should see if he's got a biography or something because he's a very interesting man. Um, but one of the things that stood out for me was, um, oh, I can't remember what year it was, but it was when he was playing. Um, I think it was an ex- exhibition game. Uh, there you go. It was 1961. Um, he and two or three other black players for the Celtics sat out uh, um, ex- exhibition game um, as well as a number of other, um, they were playing St. Louis Hawks. Um, they also sat out because um, a couple of his teammates were refused uh, a coffee at the uh, team hotel. Um, and so as part of a stand, yeah, Bill organised through a couple of the other black players on the um, Celtics team and, as I said, the um, St. Louis Hawks team decided to sit out the game because of that as a bit of a stand. Um, you know, I, I sat there and I was reading something and it was he was there for Muhammad Ali um, when yeah. he was up against the draft. Um, yeah, that, know, that draft was... Military service, not like an MBS. Yes, sorry. <laughs> yes, yes, sorry. The draft for the it was for the Vietnam War. Um, yeah. For those of you that aren't up on Muhammad Ali, he essentially he was drafted into the military and decided not to go. And um, if I remember correctly, did do some jail time. But he was, I think, he was heavyweight champion of the world at that stage and sort of lost all of that as well. So, um, yeah, and. Like Bill, Bill marched alongside uh, Dr. Martin Luther King. Yep. Um, you know, like, yeah, he's. You look at what he did on the court, and then you look at what he did off the court, and it just far outweighs what he did on the court. Um, like you said, I, I did mention that sports and politics doesn't go together. Um, but I think. Back then, for a man of his stature to do what he did um, was uh, what got us, what got America um, to where they are. He furthered um, America in terms of um, racism and um, segregation. Um, So, yeah, he's, he's definitely a very big loss. Yeah, and um, he's, oh, it's just amazing, um, as I said, with what he's done off the court. Um, and we've spoken about that for a little bit, but what this man did on the court as well was, um, like I'm sitting there looking at his career highlights and awards, and it's absolutely <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. Um, as I said, 11-time NBA champion, five-time MVP, 12-time All-Star, all-Star Game MVP, three All-NBA first teams, um, eight All-NBA second teams. And one thing I want to point out there is at this time, he was also, it was it was Bill Russell versus um, Wilt Chamberlain as well at times. So um, we all saw what Wilt used to do. Um, 
and what Bill did was just as good. So um, one of my favourite things or well, quotes that I saw um, from Bill, and it's, it sort of shows to his character, and I, and I love it, um, was Michael Jordan. He was talking to Michael Jordan one time, and Michael Jordan said, I'm coming for your record. Um and Bill just cheekily turned to him and said, which one? <laughs> um, yeah. So he's, um, it's not too often that uh, Michael Jordan gets shut down like that. No, 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 it's you know, not. He, he does not have a leg to stand on when it came to uh, trying to go up against Bill Russell. Yep. And um, that's that's what I find amazing is that he might not necessarily have been, um, you know, the stat and, like the stat guy and all that type of stuff. And obviously I like, obviously his basketball today would not have held up well against today's standards or even Michael's day sort of thing. But for his time, he was the greatest player of that time. Um, yep. As good as Wilt was, uh, Bill was a lot better. Um, well, not a lot better, but it was better. Um, so, but yeah, so I just thought I would just give a bit of a quick shout out to Bill Russell. Um, yep. Yeah, a very sad day um, losing a legend like that um, is very sad. So um, hopefully, hopefully the NBA can do something um, as a bit of a memorial sort of thing, whether or not it's at All Star Weekend or something like that, um, to celebrate the life that um, should deserve to be celebrated. Oh, absolutely, um, and you would assume that they're going to do something, uh, you know, that the tributes that come out for him, uh, they've got to do something. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you always see he's always at, like, the finals and all that type of stuff as well. So it's not as if he sort of left basketball and was never around again. Um, he was still heavily involved with a lot of people. So, yeah, you would, you would think that yeah. there's something coming. Yeah, absolutely. Alrighty, so um, we'll go from that into a, a bit of a brighter note. Um, yep. Choice of two with two blokes. Yep. Yep, I uh, like it. What do you reckon? You or me? I'm going to ask first. Right, let's do it. So I saw, I literally saw this probably two days after you, uh, after it, after the last podcast, last episode. Um, I thought it was an interesting thing. Would you prefer a five-year, $250 million, $251 million deal with one playoff appearance and no ring, averaging 28 points per game, or a four-year... 10-year million deal with a ring and 18 points per game? Option B. Really? Yep. I'm not um, not in it for the money. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a team man and I want to win. Yep. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I need, after this, I need, to, well, I need to issue an apology for this one. Um, after, I'll do it afterwards, but should Port Adelaide be allowed to wear the prison bars? As a as a unbiased person, this is your opportunity. Uh, well, funny you say that because uh, I've actually seen 
Collingwood's retro jersey, I believe, or something. And uh, they're actually wearing a prison bar jersey. <laughs> Not going to comment. Um, look, I, yeah, I think it's part of their history. I think they should be allowed to wear it. Okay. Yep. And then the the uh, the apology that I need to issue is uh, I falsely reported last week that the AFL was set to announce that we were allowed to wear them. I misread the article and it said that the AFL was going set to announce that we weren't allowed to wear them <laughs> in round twenty three. So yeah, well that uh, hurts. Yeah, it, it hurts a lot. Um, I might have to do a special I think one day about the prison bars. But that's all right. I'll move on before I get tied down. Yep. Uh, Amanda Nunes uh, reclaimed double champ status on the weekend. Yes. Is she the women's goat? Or could we even push to say, is she the greatest of all time in MMA? Uh, I'm happy to say that she is the women's goat, uh, not the greatest of all time in MMA. Okay. Uh, is Cleary's suspension going to affect the Panthers' season? Um, interesting one. Um, I, I still believe they win the minor premiership. Uh, they're three games clear of the Cowboys um, currently with five games to play. Cowboys have a bit of a tough run home. Um whether or not something happens in the finals, because Cleary's been out four or five weeks, um, is going to be uh, another story. Uh, but I, I don't believe it derails them at all. Okay. Um, should the Bulls look to trade for Kevin Durant? No. Uh, does Draymond Green deserve the max? Interesting, uh, interesting one. I've seen this floating around quite a bit. Um, in terms of money, yes. In terms of years, no. So, like, if you were to offer him like a five-year yeah. max deal, I'd be more looking at two-year max man. money. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, will Sydney lose the NRL Grand Final? Oh, this is another one. Uh, once again, politics are in sport. Um, uh, look, Brisbane did a great job hosting it um, last year. Um, I just, I'm a bit of a traditionalist. If it started in Brisbane, I was happy for it to stay in Brisbane. Um, but I think it should stay in Sydney um, and that this uh, Dominic Perrottet needs to pull his finger out and make sure it does. Okay. Very interesting. Because once we lose uh, it, we're not getting it back. It's probably a good valid point. Um, will the Sea Eagles make the finals? Oh, this is another really tough one. A lot of injuries. I tipped them to actually win it all this year. Uh, Then Tommy Turbo goes down and uh, 
they've dealt with injuries all season. Um, so no, I don't think they do. Okay. Uh, should steeplechase racing be banned? Yes. Uh, is... Unless it's a, unless it's like a track and field event. Yeah, no, I'm talking about horse racing. Yeah, when it's on the track, I love that. Yep. I do find it funny they're jumping into a puddle of like a big pool of water. It's... Yeah, just, oh, right. just practice your long jump. Just try to clean. Put <laughs> jump put as far long, as you can. Yeah, put long jump, high jump, and running all together and just hit that bang. thing and just bang, keep going. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Uh, last one. Is Emma McKeon going to go down as one of Australia's greatest ever swimmers? She will definitely go down as one of Australia's greatest swimmers. Yep. She is an absolute gun. Will she go down as Australia's greatest female swimmer? Well, that's a really big call. Um, you know, Libby O'Neill, um, or what was Susie? Libby O'Neill. Susie. Uh, no, Susie, Susie O'Neill, Libby. Libby is she was she triggered? I think or is she can't be triggered. Yeah, um, that's the part that got me. Uh, a lot of uh, really good competition for her, but yeah, look, Olympics there. Yeah, absolutely, she does. Yep, uh, that's me done. Righto. Okay. So I'm going to say you have done your full load of research for this weekend. I have. You have. Always have. have. Always have. Righto. Hang on. Well, hang on. Wait. Research for what? Do you know that the Olympics start this weekend? Uh, no, I, knew, I, knew, I knew it was coming up. I knew it was coming up because I keep I keep reading all these articles. I get sucked into all of these transfer articles. The amount of different articles I've read about Frankie De Jong uh, yeah. going to Man United, not going to Man United, staying at Barcelona, taking a pay cut at Barcelona, hates yeah. the Barcelona coach or whatever. Oh, it's I get sucked in, and I knew it was coming up. I just didn't know it was this weekend. It is this weekend. Uh, so normally it doesn't start this early, but it started this early with uh, the World Cup being yes. issued. Okay. No, they're my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> um, can any other team win the EPL besides Man City or Chelsea? Yes. Who? Liverpool. Yeah. Anyone else? Um, are you pushing for Tottenham because they can't win it? Oh, I don't know if you've seen their squad. They're actually looking really good. Um, uh, I would, to be honest, I, I, I wouldn't even know if it's a good squad or not, even if I did see they're, it. They're a strong top four team this year, Tottenham, um, until Harry Kane goes down and we fire our coach and all the normal stuff happens. Yeah, I was going to say, it will be interesting. Um, I will be interested in Eric Ten Hag and, um, and Man United just because there's been so, like, 
so much, so much stuff about it. Um, obviously, Man United have never been the same since uh, Alex Ferguson. Um, yeah. But, I'll tell you, a transfer, a transfer that went uh, under the radar was Christian Eriksen to Man United. Yeah, I very much, I don't think there was enough spoken about that because he went to Brentford after his little um, heart delayed sort of thing and he killed, He yep. played really well at Brentford. So Yeah. Um, it'll yeah, be interesting he's, he's, to see if Man United use him though. Yeah, he's been playing in a lot of their uh, trial games and everything, uh, doing a lot of corners and all that sort of stuff. So he seems like an integral part so far. Yeah, it'll be uh, yeah, it'll be very interesting. Can Nottingham Forest avoid relegation? Uh, I'm actually going to have to have a look to see who else is in the Premier League. It's okay, I'll give you time. Um. So, Newly promoted. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, No, I don't think so. I'd like to see it happen. You always like to see the underdog like that sort of hang around for a bit, but no, I don't think so. Oh, I don't like you. I do not like you. Um, There's a cue for that. Yeah. Speak of uh, underrated acquisitions... The Nets have signed TJ Warren. Have they? I have not seen any of this stuff. I've been hanging out for something to happen in the NBA, like a trade, signings, whatever. I've not seen anything. This was a couple of weeks ago. I did not see that happen. Um, Can TJ Warren turn back into Bubble Warren? Uh, it's a very interesting watch because I, if I remember correctly, he had a, quite a few injuries this season. Um, yeah. Or we, uh, if I remember correctly, it was like a knee or an ankle that sort of was a bit problematic. Um, so I don't think you'll reach the heights of bubble TJ Warren, um, but I do see him improving. Um, nice. But uh, once again, I think he will fall victim to being um, the case of because what what size was the deal, if you remember? I think it was a two year, maybe around the fourteen million mark, maybe more. Off the top of my head, yeah. Um, no, I I don't think like to be honest, I, I don't think it will because it, 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 I think you'll fall victim to being that. Um. Like, like, like what happened to Andre Drummond in, in a way, like, you know, he, he had, like, or, and Dwight Howard, all those guys, is that you get traded or signed with the team and then all of a sudden, yeah, it's a bench role player that comes off and plays eight minutes a game. So yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if they use him like that. I think that's a very big mistake. Uh, I'd I agree. Be to move, I'd be looking to move from Joe Harris's deal and uh, just plug PJ Warren in there. Um, unpopular opinion, that. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, should the NRL allow mid-season player loans? Yes, I'm very big on this side of things, uh, especially like with the N- the NRL, the AFL, um, providing that play, like, you know, 
he comes back to the club. Like it, it happens in the EPL all the time, or not the EPL, but in soccer all the time. Um, yeah, I hundred percent think it's all yep, all good. Um, especially for young players, uh, like I, I'll say this in the AFL. You know, you get, you know, you, you might have a club that has three or four emerging or ruckman. You've got your number one ruckman, your number two ruckman, then potentially two prospects. And it's hard for those two prospects to make the team. Um, and then you might have a club that has no ruckman. So, yeah, I very much think that the loan system should be brought into all, um, all, 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 all sports. Okay. I'm, I'm talking mid-season. So the um, yep. Melbourne Storm... Just signed last week. Um, One of the Tigers David, players. David Nofaluma, um, I believe it was, off the top of my head. Yep, um, I'm all for it. Um, yeah. I think there needs to be a cut-off date and it can't be you know, five rounds before the finals. Yeah, but at the same time, I sit there and I go, like, with the NRL, like, uh, the... The Storm have been absolutely decimated by um, injuries to, like you know, centers, fullbacks, and all that type of stuff. And yeah. you, you can't, you can't, you can't have your reserves full of centers and fullbacks and, and wingers. So you know, if you've got ten wingers and and fullbacks and whatever, and they all get injured, yeah, you should be able to go out and get a lone player. Maybe not for finals. Um. But at the same time, I, I, well, in saying that, like in saying that, if you, you know, so for example, if if you've got like Pappenhausen or Pappenhausen and a few other boys go down and you and you get that player, you get that player for the full season, rest of the season, not just yeah. for your five five week period that you need him type sort of thing. No, you get the player for the full season. It that, goes that's as part what it of. Is. Part, Okay, yeah, and it goes as far as your salary cap, then yeah, I'm all for it. Right, eh? Did Nathan Cleary deserve five weeks? Uh, no. Oh, I think it was a bad tackle. I didn't think it deserved a send off. Um, definitely. Well, I don't know. It's one of those things like. If, if the player got injured and couldn't participate, like once I, I, I fall into the trap of the result, um, the result affects the outcome a little bit as well. Um, the fact that the player didn't get injured, um, I think should have lessened the ban. I reckon three or four weeks would have been fine. Okay. Now, sports bet to try July for yep. the NRL. So they donate. Five thousand dollars for every try that is celebrated. Absolutely fantastic! Yeah. Uh, I love bloody, it. Bloody, bloody brilliant! Should they look at doing something similar for the AFL, if possible, or should they look at doing um, the donation during the NRL finals? Um, I'll attack this on two fronts. The AFL one, I think they would have to reduce it from five grand down. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, because, yeah, you think about it, there could be up to 20 goals kicked in a game. 
um, over yeah. eight games. That's they've got enough. 100%. They've got enough of their money. Though. Well, that's true. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I do think that they should bring some sort. Like even if it's not a full July, um, not not a full month, but around they do it. They do it for yeah. around. Um, and just a thousand bucks, you know. But, well, to be honest, uh, I think I think it would work well. If they did it in Sir Douglas Nicholas um, yeah. Nicholas round, um, and have the money go to some sort of Aboriginal um, sort of um, charity, charity. I don't know why I couldn't <laughs> what the word was for that. Then I was sitting there going, oh, what, "What what do they call them now?" Um, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know if I let you stumble across it or if I just give it to you. Yeah, sometimes you might just need to just give it to me. Um, so yeah, no, I, I I think it would be a great initiative, or even doing it through or doing it as part of the um, fight MMD. Yeah. Stuff. Um, the Queen's birthday long weekend would be a perfect weekend to do it, or, or round yeah. to do it. And, I can't remember if that's know, like, by, by time though or not, but yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, and a lot of um, NRL players really got into it. You know, they might give a normal little celebration, but during the month of July, like some players just went over the top and you could see them like they were rehearsing stuff and everything. Like it was just, it, it was really oh, good to see man. them get behind that initiative. And I just, I'd, I'd like to see it more through sport. Um, oh, bloody hell. I can tell you right now, if I played NRL and I scored a try, even if it wasn't try July, I would be going nuts. Even if we yeah. were down by 50 points, I'd still be going nuts. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's the same with the AFL. If I, was, if I, if I kicked, kicked some goals, I'd be you know, I'd be celebrating each one. So yeah. even if it was a stock standard, you know, you're kicking it from two metres out directly in front. Yeah. There's a good chance we still miss, though. Uh, there's every chance that I'll probably kick the ground, but, you know. Yeah. Uh should they look into the sports that are involved in the Commonwealth Games and the Olympics? And should they stop sports being added? No, I like the sports being added because um, it can open you up to a lot of new sports. Um, I, I think one of the uh, the best sports that have been added in the last little bit has been skateboarding. I think that was I think that was a huge hit at the um, Japan games. Um, yeah, Tokyo. Yep. Yeah, Tokyo. That's the, I was trying to work out where they were. It's been a bad day today. <laughs> Jeez, um, so, yeah, I, I agree. I do think that, that it needs to be reviewed a little bit. I absolutely hate with a passion that it is three-on-three three basketball um, yep. at the Commonwealth Games. I don't think it should be that type of stuff. Um. I think you know that that's a that's a full like if, if you're having basketball at the Olympic Games or Commonwealth Games, it's basketball, not three on three. Um, yeah, so I, I I don't think like cricket should be there either. I'm a big I cricket mind, person. I don't mind cricket being there only because I like cricket, but at the same time, it's one of those ones where you go, it's a bit unfair. Um, you know what you in the world you've got what ten actual cricketing nations. Um. But I suppose it's the same as like a few of the other sports that might not necessarily have a big following. Um, but yeah. 
I think it's something different to have in there. I don't think it should be a, a staple, be there all the time, but I don't mind that it's a bit different, especially if the Aussies win it. But um, Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just not a fan of it being there. Um, like, I, I feel like if that sport's got its own World Cup, yeah. Does it need to, you know, but like, even with then, soccer? Then you, yeah, well, that's what I'll say. Soccer, or, or, yeah, I'm a bit, yeah, if you be soccer. But, like, you know, basketball has its own World Cup. Soccer has its own World Cup. Hockey has its own World Cup. Swimming has its own World Championships. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I don't mind it. As I said, I, I, I think, I think, I think like those type of sports, you can't have them, as, as I said, as a staple that's in there every year. It's sort of, you know, like cricket, I'm, I'm assuming they brought it in for Birmingham. Not sure. Um, and then it'll be gone for the next Commonwealth Games. Although the next yeah. Commonwealth Games are in Australia, aren't they? Yeah, beach cricket. Beach cricket. Perfect. Love it. Mate, do you remember watching um, the beach cricket I series? Just, I was just about to bring this up where you got the, all the old guys coming back and playing beach cricket. Yeah. How good was yeah. that? Oh, that was that was bloody brilliant. And then they started getting yeah. like the West Indy boys and all those guys. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I loved I that loved a lot. It, you know, good commentary. It was on like a Sunday Arvo. Like, yep. Oh, yeah, and I remember being young. through the games. Yeah. It was like, yep. what was it, six overs. Everyone everyone had to bowl. And everyone, and was oh, it. no, not everyone batted. But, yeah, no, it was, it was a ripper. Because you had all the, as I said, all the real, well, not real old, but, you know. You had yeah, um, Murph Hughes, um, uh, yeah, yeah, all those guys. Yeah, it was great. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that one. Yeah, no, that was good. Um, I'll I'll keep pressing on for you. Um, you're going to get to this a little bit later, yep. but how heavily underrated has David Mundy been throughout his career? Oh, I. It's an interesting thing that you say there because for for not for a long time, but I think for a while he was he, he was sort of um, you know he was viewed as an elite well not an elite player but one of the like a very good player, um, but never went to that next level. Um. And it's only been in the last year because of the um, the things that he has been doing. Um, it makes things a little bit different. Um, but I wouldn't say he's been underrated. No, no. I think I think okay. the thing is is that a lot of I think over in Perth he's been it's all levels out. I think over in Perth he might have been overrated, but then all the Victorians, um, all the East Coast team has been underrated because no one really talked about him. Yep, that's fair. That's that's very fair. A um, little bit of NBA. Uh, I'm going to save the funny one for the last one. Okay. Uh, do the do the NBA need to implement stronger and stricter rules to stop tampering? Tampering in what way? Uh, like. Contract signings and everything. So, like, you know, uh, free agency opens at eight pm on a Friday night, and 
15 of the top guys are already signed by 8 o'clock. Like, uh, the, te- the teams are, are going um, outside of the rules. So, like, you look at Miami, they lost a draft pick this year, as did... Shit. I want to say Milwaukee. Chicago? Oh, was it Chicago? Yeah, I think Milwaukee Model. got hit a couple of years ago with yeah. uh, with Bogdan Bogdanovich, um, which was quite funny because they didn't end up getting him. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think they they hit Chicago this year. Yeah, I don't know because I don't know the rules around it, but I think it needs to be a bit of a limit. Uh, you know, if it's if it's in the player's final contract year. Um, then you know, from Christmas time onwards, you can talk to. Them. I don't know. I don't know what like you know, but it but it makes it hard because you know, the big thing is is that nowadays they're all friends. You know, a lot of the superstars are all friends together. So you know, like it could be one of those circumstances where you know it's you're a year out from you know you're in your last year of your contract and you're on holidays with. Jimmy Butler and Jimmy Butler's like, oh man, oh, it'd be so good if you come to Miami and played with us all thing. Like, uh, it's it's hard to stop that. Um, I I don't necessarily, yeah, oh, it's hard. I agree to a limit that it needs to happen. Um, yep. But yeah, it, I find it pretty hard. Yep. Right, eh? Uh And I'll move on to your last question. Are Carl Anthony Town? Expectations of championship or bust way too lofty, or yes, is he saying or is he saying it to buy legitimacy in the COVID? Uh, I think he generally thinks that they're going to win the championship next year. Um, I don't think that that will. I don't, if I'm honest, I don't think the. Gobert Towns combination will work too well, yeah, um, which is an unpopular unpopular opinion. Um, I I think I think the thing that will probably save them will be Anthony Edwards. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I if I are yeah they, if I if I, if I, I would have spent yeah definitely a playoff time definitely a playoff team. Um, I, if I was if I was my Minnesota, I would have been spending Rudy Gobert money elsewhere um, to bolster my bench. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. All righty. Uh, look, that brings an end to choice of two. Uh, I'm, I'm just. Do I give you the microphone now to talk about the AFL? Yeah. Oh, I am. I no, am taking it. Stuff. I'm taking stuff it. Right over then. Do you have it? I'm taking it. I, I, I'm putting my big big boy pants on and I'm going to take it. Um, yeah, because you, you always do. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to start off once again. Um, actually, I don't know where to start. There's been a bit going on this week. Um, now I'm going to start off with, with it's a bit of a sad thing to start off with, but it's also a bit of a celebration. Um, the three, I'll say, well, I should probably say two greats of the game and one kind of almost great um, of the game announced their retirements. 
during the week, um, with them being David Mundy, Josh Kennedy, and Stevie Motlop. Um, I'll let you decide which one is the almost great. Um, Obviously, Stevie. Well, I was going to go David Mundy. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll, 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 I'll get to Stevie at the end. Um, obviously, because he's been a poor boy. I, I, you know, but I, I, I wanted, you know, as as you talked about, David Mundy retired. Um, as I say, I think I think he didn't get enough praise in Victoria for what he was doing over in Trio. He put it together a very very solid career. Um, I think it's something like three hundred and seventy games. Um, off the top of my head, which is huge. Um, I'm going to throw a little curveball out there and it's been floated by other people. Um, I don't think we're seeing the end of him yet, though. Um, I reckon there might be a little backflip. Oh, I think there should be a little backflip and I think North Melbourne should come out and say, come play with us and in two years' time, we'll give you a coaching gig, just like what Sam Mitchell and Luke Hodge did. Um, yep. I think he would fit in. I think he would work so well with the Kangaroos midfield. I think he'll also probably go to Kangaroos and almost be their best player, <laughs> <laughs> which isn't great. But um, no, I, I, I think there's and, – and by all reports, um, he was keen to play on um, and uh, Freo sort of – I think Freo were very much tossing up whether or not to play on play on or not so um, but yeah no I I think Dave Mundy's had an absolute great career um, he'll probably be in the AFL Hall of Fame at some some stage um, yep. but yeah unfortunately he hasn't really put together the resume list of some of the others you know he hasn't won a premiership hasn't won a brown low I don't know how many best and fairest he's won but um, but yeah no I think he's, he's been a class actor he's always you always hear about him as being that a nice guy, so that's good. Um, the other one, yeah, as I said, was Josh Kennedy. Um, cool in time as well. Um, he's, he, he's put together a very good career as well. Um, I'm just trying to find how many goals he kicked, but I can't find it for some reason. He's um, kicked a fair few. He's kicked a lot. Um and, you know, for years, he was a scary forward that just dominated the competition. Uh, you know, he's, as I said, he's won, won a few. Uh, oh, he's, he's won one flag, I think. I don't know. Yep. If he, no, it should only be one. Um, to be honest, oh, I'm very I'm very surprised that he did not retire last year. Um, if I was, I don't mean to be rude, but if I was West Coast, I would have probably pushed him out uh, <laughs> the door last year. Um, but yeah, I, I think the poor bloke, he, he's put together an amazing career as well. Um, I'm just trying, I'm just looking through. Um, he's play, played 293 games. Um, he come across from Carlton as part of the Chris Judd deal, um, which was pretty you sort of look at what, what's going on there and who won that trade. But I think West Coast definitely won that one. So, uh, as I said, once again, he's put together a very, very good career. And um, I wish both of those boys all, all the best. I'm pretty sure they're both getting farewell games as well, um, no, which I'd love to see. 
I love to see that. So um, I'm just looking to see. Yeah, Josh. Yeah, he got he got named this week against Adelaide at home. So that's good. Um, now the third one is Stevie Motlop, uh, or as I like to call him with a few of my friends at work, uh, Motflop, because um, he was a bit of a at times a bit of a flop. But in saying all that, I probably need to issue an apology to him. Not that he would have heard me ever bag him out or anything. Um, but I watched he, the Port Adelaide put, Football Club put together a highlights package of Stevie, uh, Stevie Mollop and it included some of his Geelong time, um, but obviously a lot of Port time. And he did a lot for Port Adelaide Football Club that I think often goes missing. Um, like the most memorable one, which I think any Port Adelaide supporter would never ever forget was him kicking that goal with 24 seconds to go to, to win the showdown um, a few years ago, which I happen to be at. Um, but yeah, he, he, he's been a very good servant of the club uh, and of Geelong. Uh, it's an interesting stuff. Do feel sorry for the bloke after reading this. So he played in five losing preliminary finals. Oh, that's rough. That is extremely rough. Um, you think you'd get pretty, one? I'm pretty sure he. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did not win. Like, like he played in five and lost all five, sort of thing. Um, so it's um, yeah, the Motlop name at, at Port Adelaide is huge. So to have him come across, um, sort of was and, and and finish at Port Adelaide was a bit fitting. Um, if I, I'm just trying to remember as well. I think I remember reading that. Um, he Ken Hinckley was his coach when he first arrived at Geelong, and he's obviously his last coach now. So um, you hear about Stevie, and, and you know Ken spoke very highly of him as being a very good teammate and all that type of stuff. So um, I wish I wish Stevie all the best. Um, apparently he's heading off to um, Darwin to live out his rest of his life and do some stuff up there. Um, hopefully it's not the last we see of him at Port Adelaide, but yeah. Um, unfortunately, which I think is a bit stiff, is that he is retiring effective immediately. So there will be no farewell game, unfortunately, which makes me sad a little bit. because I think not all players, but players that are sort of being high-calibre players deserve farewell games. Yeah. Um, and especially like at the moment with Port Adelaide, it's, there's still a slight chance we make finals, but it's oh very, my god, very, 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 very slight. Um, but yeah, you know, I sit there and I go, you know, even if it's round 23 against Adelaide, uh, like surely we could have like thrown him a farewell game. So, yeah. but um, that's all right. We'll we'll move on with it all, and yeah, but yeah, all the best to those three guys, and I'm sure. It's it's this time of the year sad, but it's also good because you know you see a lot of champions of the game retire and hang up the boots, but you get to celebrate their achievements as well. So which yeah, that's right. Hopefully, it will happen. So um, yeah, but yeah, moving into even worse sort of uh, thing. I'm being a bit of a downer today. I don't like it. Um, is the well not report, but Eddie Betts. Um, is released yeah. his book 
oh, I don't know when it is, but it's very shortly. Um, I think it's in the next week or so. Um, but obviously, people have started being able to read it as your promo stuff and everything. And one of the damning things that come out of it um, was the treatment of the players at that 2008 preseason camp by the Adelaide Football Club and uh, the organisation called Collective Minds. Um, some of the stuff that's coming out of it is it's quite confronting. Um, you know, th- there was reports that he told, I don't know if it was a football club or collective minds, but he told them, told them anyway about some of his, you know, trauma, childhood traumas and all that type of stuff. And then as a, as a way to try and toughen them up, that was then repeated, like sort of thing. Like, like you know, like yeah. one of the things I think was he was in a room and he had people surrounded him yelling all this stuff at him, like making him relive this trauma, um, which is pretty confronting um, to hear that happening. Like, I understand that you're trying to mentally toughen people up, but that's not the way to go about it. Um, Absolutely not. Yeah, and, and the more astonishing thing is, you know, it was... Um, investigated by the AFL and by, I think it's WorkSafe SA or whatever. Um, and they all got cleared of, and they got cleared of no wrongdoing. Um, yeah. And, and you know, it, it, the, the deeper it goes as well, you know, Eddie come out and said that he went to, I think he went to the football club and said, look, what you guys did there was wrong. It wasn't right. Um, you shouldn't have done that. And then three weeks later, he gets dropped from the leadership um, leadership group. Um, and he sits there and he, and he also, like one of the parts about it as well, was saying that he almost lost the will to play footy. Um, yeah. Which you don't want that, especially if a champion of a game like that. Um, you know, like you sort of sit there and go, if he's having that issue, what's some sort of, you know, 18, 19 year old, or like I don't know who went to the camp, but you know, like one of those young kids going, what the fuck? So yeah. I think that was poorly handled by the AFL, obviously by Adelaide as well. But um, yeah, I know that I've just read in here that the AFL has now come out and once again apologised and everything. Um, but yeah, so it's going to be very interesting. Um, what happens from this because I think the players association is opening, reopening their investigation to it, um, which sort of leads me to sit there and go, well, how deep was their initial investigation with it? Um, yeah. Because they, I sit there and I go, you know, like if they're having to reopen it because of these comments, surely they would have interviewed Eddie Betts about this, um, you know, sort of thing. Like, who did they actually interview regarding yeah. all of this? Um, so, yeah, I think there's going to be a bit more to come about this, which I think in a way it's good, but also bad because I think a lot of people just want to move on from it. But, um, yeah, I also sit there and I go, well, they can't really move on from it because um, it was never properly looked at. So, Yeah, and it only um, increases the trauma that they've been through. Yeah, and that's yeah. You know, I think if, it makes me wonder whether or not players weren't forthcoming with information in, during the initial investigation because 
you know, it was a bit rough to talk about or whatever, but it, um, yeah, it would be interesting. So, yeah, but in saying that, Eddie Betts, I think that his book that's coming out will be, oh, and to be honest, I'm not a big biography reader, but I think he's, he's one that I will probably go out and buy because um, he, he's a very, um, I think he's a very interesting figure um, to read about. So, um, yep. yeah, that would be an interesting one. But, yeah, yeah, but I'll, I'll go into a bit of a lighthearted stuff now and talk about oh, okay. the games that are coming up. Are you still going? Oh, yeah. mate, I can keep going all day. Uh, don't, I can, do you want me to start on the prison bars? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one will be a quick one. I said to you last week that the Port Adelaide-Collingwood game would be an interesting game. And you sort of scoffed at me. Was I not right again? You know, it was a very interesting game coming down to a kick. It was. So, it cost me money. Fuck off. Did you really do it again? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh, my God. No wonder why we lost. <laughs> I'm going to do it every week. <laughs> oh, I'm going to come over to Tokyo. I'm going to take a shit in your bed, in your pillow. That's all right. Bring it. <sighs> Fuck. Anyway, on the topic of Collingwood, they happen to play tomorrow night against uh, Melbourne. Um, yep. I've been very sceptical of Collingwood. Um, I thought Port Adelaide were not going to easily win, but I didn't like the way Collingwood have been playing, and I thought we were playing the better footy, but looks like we played Collingwood into form, which is not great. So that will be an interesting game, to second versus third. So. Um, I expect the D's to romp them home, but it will be an um, interesting game. Uh, the other one, interesting one, I'm going to say it again, is uh, the Adelaide Oval on Saturday night. Port Adelaide versus Richmond. Um, Richmond season on the line. And I think Port Adelaide can push them. Um, so I think that will be a bit of a... I think it'll be a good tussle of a game. So... Um, I think, I think other... it'll be a good game as well. Thank you. Thank you. And you're one, going to stay completely put... away from Port Adelaide. Oh, oh I'm not. Fucking hell. Oh, we're only playing $1.72. You don't want that. Not, no, not, not good I'll money take, there. I'll take you one to 39 Fuck. Uh, <laughs> and actually, to be honest, I've just been scrolling through the rest of the games and there's actually some actually yeah, going to be some crackers. Brisbane and Carlton. Carlton season's a bit on the on the line at the moment. They played terribly against Adelaide. Um, you've got Geelong and St Kilda as well. Uh, can the Saints keep going? Well, can Geelong keep it up and keep going? Can the Saints keep their season alive by doing well? Um, and then you've got Bulldogs and Fremantle as well. So 10th versus 6th. So they're both, uh, they both played some good footy and then they've also both played some terrible footy. So, um, I think there's going to be some very good games on the weekend um, in that arena. So, um, yeah. yeah, I'm just – I won't get to my best bet just yet. Um, I'll, yeah, I'll come that at the end. Yeah. Um, other people have to speak. Who? Oh, yeah. Some other bloke that does all the work. <laughs> um, Mate, I'm here for my expert commentary. Um, and that's what I'm providing. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, I'm actually going to just ignore exactly everything that you've said. Um, Perfect. I'm, I'm going to the Formula One. The Formula One? Yes. Um, wow. Very big, very big story uh, out of the Formula One this week. Uh, and that was uh, Alpine or Renault uh, came out and said after Fernando Alonso announced that he moved into Aston Martin, Sebastian Vettel retiring, who is an absolute legend of the sport. Um, so Alpine came out and announced that Esteban Ocon and an Aussie by the name of Oliver Tree will be their full-time drivers for 2023. Now, Oliver Piastri is a uh, World Formula 3 champion. Uh, he's very, very he's, young, isn't he? He is He is young. Um, he's 20 well, years old. Corrected. Yeah, I was going to say 20. Yep. But uh, so they formally announced it, um, you know, all on social media, had photos up, everything. Uh, Oliver Piastri came out and said, I have not signed with them. I'll see if I can find the actual quote. Um, no, it's on here somewhere. Anyway, he came out and said that he's not formally signed with Alpine and pretty much he doesn't want to be with them. Um, they they did all of this without his knowledge uh, and, yeah, sort of turned the sport on its head a little bit, like someone who is a reserve driver for that team rejected having a permanent seat in Formula One. Um, yeah, wow. Yeah, absolutely massive. He... I, be- I believe he wants to go to McLaren and unseat Daniel Ricciardo. Um, There's been a bit of talk about Daniel Ricciardo as well, isn't there? Yeah, so Daniel Ricciardo's not having a great time at McLaren, um, struggling to get used to the car still, um, bumping heads with Lando Norris a fair bit, um, and Lando Norris is the favourite um, yeah. at, at McLaren. Um if I'm Alpine, I'd go, all right, well, give you a, a swap for um, Ricardo, but they don't have any leverage. Um, yeah, they got you know, this kid's already come out and said, no, I don't want use. Um, so, yeah, really, really interesting time. I think the kid's doing himself no favours. Um, you know, you've got, an opportunity to drive a Formula One car. Alpine is sitting fourth in the Constructors' Championship. Um, you know, the, the fourth best best car in Formula One at the moment. Um, yeah. I understand yeah. where you're coming from there too, but at the same time, I'd be pretty pissed off if I was, you know, if I was a kid. I also, we don't know exactly what's going on, but if I was a kid, you know, pushing to get it, like, I know you're pushing to get a seat, but then all of a sudden a team announces that you're their driver and everything's agreed to and you haven't agreed to anything, I'd be pretty pissed off too. Um, 
but as you said, I reckon there's probably a way to go about it rather than just sort of being an asshole about it too. Yeah, I think um, like Alpine definitely did themselves no favours with it. But this is a very cutthroat sport. Like it is, there's 20 positions there and how many people in the world want to drive an F1 car? Um, Yeah. Like this is the best of the best. Like people could say, you know, like I play soccer, I play AFL, I play football, rugby league, whatever. There's a lot of teams. There's a lot of positions. In Formula One, 20. That's it. You know, what's to say this kid just burn his bridge? Um, You know, so I would have taken it. I would have taken it, you know, and then got in the seat, drove for a year, get used to it, and then go on. Okay, I'm ready to move on. Uh, yeah, as as I, say, I completely understand why, why he's pissed off. But yeah, as, as as we said, there's a way to go about it. You don't just, as you say, you don't don't burn your bridge. You yeah. sort of come out and you, you sort of probably go to the team and come out and say, uh, "No, we don't have an agreement." Um, but it's something I'll work through with them or something like that, rather than just well, just um, just not behind the clubs, put it on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, or it's, Instagram uh, it's, or whatever you put it on. Well, that's it. That, that's a hard part here. You also don't know what's been going on behind closed doors. They could have announced it, and he could have actually went to him and said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, what the fuck's going on?" And they've gone, "Nah, you would drive them like being assholes about it as well." But at the same time, yeah, yeah, there, there's ways ways you go about things, and you don't fucking just do that. But yeah, but, um, yeah, but yeah, as I, said, I could understand because you never know. He might have been in the talks with. Um, McLaren or with someone and now they've announced that and all of a sudden they've just pulled the deal or something that they've been working towards for a while. Yeah, yeah, that, that's another very valid point. Yeah, who knows? But yeah, no, that's interesting. Formula One, it's a it's a weird world. That that's that's that. Oh yeah, it's a weird world. Yeah, yeah, a lot of money and all that sort of stuff and yeah. Anyway, we can dream. Um, now, I'm going to move into a subject that you were not aware of, uh, and that is the English Premier League. I'm just going to do a um, recap of it. Um, I'm aware of it. Just, if I was not aware, well, it, was, it was starting. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, my apologies. I'm, I'm the idiot. Uh, <laughs> uh, look, uh, Manchester City, um, rightfully favourites. Um, They've got a better squad than they did last year when they won. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, they added, and I went, oh, that's right, they added Harland. Yeah, Harland, yeah. Um, You know, Manchester City, $1.62 to win it. Liverpool, $3.30. Then we moved down to Spurs at 15, Chelsea at 17. Um, So that looks like your top four, according to um, the bookies. Uh, yep. Like, like I said, Tottenham made some really, really good signings. Actually, look like they're spending money to contend, uh, building a bit of depth as well. 
which is good, but I don't see anyone beating Manchester City. Um, not with the firepower they've got. Um, but down the the other end uh, is where I believe a lot of the interesting things are happening. Um, so in terms of relegation, Southampton, their kit is fucking terrible. And what, what's happened with their kit? Oh, fucking Google it. It is oh, horrendous. Right now. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll keep... I'll keep talking anyway. Yeah. Southampton's kit's awful. They deserve to be relegated just for their kit, but their squad's lacking quite a lot. So, uh... oh, you found it, did you? Hang on, hang on. I, I want to make sure I've found the right one here. Are we talking about this blue shirt? No. It's white and red. Oh, there's nothing wrong with the white, white and red one. It's the blue one that's terrible. No, yeah, fuck, you should see Spurs blue one. It's fucking terrible as well. Um, have we seen this thing? It's I don't know what they're trying to go with. Yeah. It's I've like seen waves. them all. Yeah. That, look at Crystal Palaces. Um, so I think Southampton will get uh, relegated. Uh, I'm really hoping not... To, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm really hoping Nottingham Forest uh, stay up. Crystal Palace can get relegated for that monstrosity. Yeah, um, it's not great. Yeah. Um, Crystal Palace are always that side that I go, oh, I think they might get relegated this year. And they just keep fighting. Uh, they're, you know, bottom of the mid-table, uh, but they do all right. Do you know um, who's so, not yeah. getting relegated? Spurs. My boys, Brentford. Yeah, I, I don't want Brentford to get relegated either. Uh, I yeah. like Brentford in there. Uh, interesting one that's going to be on the cusp. They've got Leeds right down low. Uh, Leeds have spent a shitload of money. Um, so they're obviously not buying it. They 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 lost Rafina. Rafina? Oh, I'm not sure on that. Okay. Um, but uh, look, I think if Dark Horse for relegation... Um, is Everton? Yeah, they were they were pretty lucky this year not to get relegated, if I remember correctly. That is true, and they've lost Richarlson to Spurs and a couple of other um, key names. So, look, it's going to be a lot of work for um, Everton to stay up. I think uh, a once very powerful team of starting to fall off a little bit, uh, which yep. is a bit of a shame. But Everton. May just drop right out. So, uh, yeah, look, always interested when the Premier League kicks off. So it's going to be um, an interesting six months coming up. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty keen for that. And uh, Look, if Spurs go shit, I'm jumping on Nor- Nottingham Forest early. So you heard it here. Oh, well, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of NRL, uh, a lot of things happened last week. and. To be quite honest, I'm going to leave them last week. I don't. They can just stay there. I think there was a lot of things uh, going wrong, so they yep. can yep. just stay in the past. Um, as we are currently speaking, the Roosters are playing the Broncos, uh, yep. and the Roos- Roosters are up twelve nil. Um, twelve Perfect. minutes in, it's a 
it's not looking great <laughs> for the uh, for the Broncos. Um, Storm and Titans play tomorrow. Uh, I think the Storm are going to be too strong for the Titans that are really, really starting to struggle. Uh, so, yeah, just Storm strong. Um, really interesting game. The Sea Eagles and the Parramatta Eagles. Um, you're 10th for 6th here. Um, this is a game that Parramatta playing without Mitch Moses, um, who is a very big loss for them. So, um, yeah, look, I, I struggle to tip the Sea Eagles. Uh, I struggle to like the Eagles without Mitchell Moses. So uh, flip a coin for that one. Rabbitohs will be too strong for Warriors. Uh, Panthers and Raiders is going to be a really interesting game. Uh, no halves for the Panthers, so no Jerome Luai or Nathan Cleary. Um, I'm actually getting, I actually don't mind the upset of the Raiders getting the job done on a cold night in um, in Canberra uh, there. So, uh, team I spoke about a little bit. Yep, sorry. Go. Yeah, I was just going to say it will be interesting. Um, I've missed who the Panthers have named in the halves there, but it'll be interesting to see whether or not the rest of the team can sort of pick up. Uh, yeah, not not new. It's not very often you lose both playmakers. Yeah, so you've got um, Sean O'Sullivan who was there last week. Yeah, uh, been yeah. Up in uh, Jamin Salmon. Uh, yeah, Jamin Salmon in the five eighth role. Uh, the big one will be Isaiah Yo. Uh, he's a ball playing lock, uh, controls a lot of their attack. He gets a lot of touches on the footy. Um, so I think if they going to play a big part too, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, just yeah, I just think the Panthers they might lose two in a row. Um, it's just it's going to be one of those games that bloody. Anything can happen. Cold night in Canberra. They've had a lot of rain, so who knows? Um, uh, the late game on Saturday night is um, the Sharkies versus the Dragons. Now, I said last week the Sharkies are coming into red-hot form. Um, you know, uh, I think they're a chance to make the grand final. Uh, at this stage, um, you know, they're, they're a team I wouldn't like to come up against. Nico Hines, uh, just absolutely killing it, playing full, uh, playing halfback. I said at the start of the year, I didn't think he'd be up to the task. Prove me wrong. Um, he's playing really well. They're uh, big boppers are just marching them down the field and their wingers and centers are just finishing everything off. Uh, played really well and a nice controlled team. So uh, the Sharkies will be too strong for the Dragons. Uh, Bulldogs and Cowboys. Now, I believe they're playing in Bundaberg, um, which is going to be really yeah. interesting. Uh, Bulldogs are out of contention for finals, but a team in form, if that makes sense. Um, under the caretaker coach, they've just started playing expansive footy. Um, really sort of carefree, uh, crossing for a lot of tries. Cowboys are doing the same. Uh, this will be a really good game, I think. Um, I think the Bulldogs at $3.50 are overs. Uh, I think this 
this this game will be a lot closer than a lot of people think. Um, and the Cowboys need to put the sword to them to show their premiership credentials. And I'm just not sure that we're going to put the sword to the Bulldogs at the moment. And the last game of the round is um, a game that you could probably go out for, um, you know, West Tigers versus Newcastle Knights, 15th versus 14th. And this game will be... Uh, how do I put it? Nice. There'll be some points scored, um, but it'll be terrible footy. Uh, right. Well, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I expect it to be the Bron- uh, the, the night to be oh. pretty average. Yeah, I've got a lot of mates who are night supporters, and they are doing it tough. Um, one of one of my mates actually said that it's. Uh, this season's been the longest decade of his life. <laughs> so, um, yep. yeah. Um, and the Tigers, you know, they lost Jackson Hastings last week to a broken leg. Um, you know, he's probably been, if not, players all years. Um, yeah, that, that does not help him. So, yeah, it'll be, oh, geez. <laughs> it's painful just talking about it. Um, yeah, how how they've got it at prime time on a Sunday, are they? The game, um, it's got me stuffed, but anyway, that's the way the cookie crumbles. So, um, yeah, best, best of luck to whoever's watching it. Yeah, it's, that's it's very interesting, that very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, uh, we'll move into our best bets quickly. Um, so I have. A little four-leg multi. Um, I did want to put Peter Bolt uh, to win the 800 meter uh, on Sunday night in there. So if you like the odds of a dollar sixty for Peter Bolt, uh, throw them into this multi. The um, the odds for that race went up after I had placed my bet, which was annoying. But uh, my little multi comes. Way of Melbourne, I think that these are too strong. Um, they need to turn it around. I think Colin has been walking on the shells for too long. Um, something's got to give. Uh, Geelong to beat St Kilda, uh, you know, especially down in Geelong, I think, yeah, that, that's a game that um, should be over and done with pretty quickly. Uh, same with Sydney and North Melbourne. Uh, I've just taken Sydney head-to-head. Um, that's a game that, you know, if Sydney don't win, there's something very wrong in the world. Uh, and my last leg is actually Liverpool to beat Fulham um, on Saturday night as well. Um, so only a, only a nice little small uh, bank builder. Uh, odds of two dollars nineteen for that um, four leg multi. Yeah, right. Uh, that's. To be honest, it's not too bad. Um, I'm pretty confident this week. I don't mind it at all. Don't mind it at all. Um, Surprisingly, I actually already have my multi ready to go. Um, After I put it on, I actually had a few regrets. Um, Not regrets, but sort of second thoughts, I suppose. Um, But I have 
in true spirit, I've got a same game multi on the Geelong St Kilda game. So it's going to get you some. I've gone a bit shorter this week, and I've with a few longer, with a few more weeks. Um, so it's paying two dollars twenty. Um, and you've got Jeremy Cameron, Tom Hawkins, and Tyson Stengel to kick a goal each. Um, I think those three are pretty much locks for it. Um, I then have Tom Stewart to get twenty touches, um, yep. which hopefully will also happen. Um, I then also have Seb Ross to get 20 touches, um, which will hopefully be um, a shoo-in as well. Uh, which then, then, then I've got Hunter Clark and Patrick Dangerfield to have 15 touches each. So it's a little seven, well, it's a big seven leg multi for little odds, uh, but very confident on a lot of these legs. What aren't you confident on? A lot of these legs. Okay, all right. <laughs> nah, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit iffy on Hunter Clark. Um, prior to this year, last year he was having a ripper season, um, and then this year he's been hit by injury a fair bit. So I'm a little bit worried about him. Um, I'm a little bit, if I'm honest, I'm a little bit worried about Tom Stewart. Um, just because I feel like, I'm not going to say dominate, but I feel like Geelong are going to have a solid game and playing in the back line does not help. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully he gets all the rebounds and everything. So then intercepts into the forward line. So um, they're the two that I'm a bit shaky on. Right, um, yeah. but in saying that, as I always say as well, make sure that you do not use the odds boost on it, um, because you can use the um, bet return where one leg fails and you get your money back. Um, yeah. So that's my insurance all the time. So um, look, yep. if you really want to go for it and odds boost it, but oh yeah. Always I use asthma spares. Keep it up in my pocket in case it happens, because then you get the multi, you get the bonus bet, and you almost win every time with the bonus bet. Almost. Yeah, yeah, it's always an almost. Um, look, before we finish up, um, jokes. Have you got a joke? To be honest, I did have it, and then I forgot to write it down, and now I'm gone. Now I've lost it. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll give you two. I'll give you a, okay. a little. I'll give you a little one to start with. Yep. What starts with W and ends in T? Want. Oh, damn it! You meant to say what? <laughs> and I'll go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mate, too good for you there. Too good for you. There. Okay. Um, now, last week I did tell you that I had a accountant joke. Yes. Uh, now you are back at work. I'm going to give it to you. Um, did you hear about the constipated accountant? Yeah, me. Uh, <laughs> he couldn't budget, so he had to work it out with a pen and paper. Do you, do, you, do you get it? 
He couldn't budge it. <laughs> oh, Lord. That, oh, oh, God. That's a he had bone. to use a pen and paper. Oh. Yeah. Well, do you want, oh, do you want a better back. one? Do you, do you be, want a better to, one? To, to be honest, I've got that one there. I can, I can, uh, I can use it. I'll, I'll keep that up my sleeve for the next time I'm you know, in the little boys' room and have right a bit of trouble. You, <laughs> right did, you, did you want a better one to finish off? Nah, I'll keep it for next week. Okay, will do. I've got, I've got a few week. here. I've got a few here. Nah, I'll keep it for yeah. next week. Or, uh, well, look, I'll, I'll keep that for next week. But um, speaking of next week, we will catch everyone next week. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you gamble responsibly over the weekend. And most of all, enjoy it. Uh, from us here at Two Blokes and a Pun, we will say sayonara and see you later. Hello, everyone. Have a lovely weekend.